everybody, I've got about three and a half words for you if contractions count as half words, sort of. It's game week, and I've been waiting to say that for quite some time. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him, Jimmy. It's game week, bro. It's game week. How excited are you? Super excited. It was so fun to spend the weekend watching football. Football that counts instead of the NFL preseason, which is fine in and of itself, but it's not like real games that count. I enjoyed the heck out of Sarah Land on Saturday night. Got to see most of that. And uh, also, of course, uh, the college games on Saturday, Alabama prospects and recruits in action. And again, these games count scouted out Notre Dame and USC to the Alabama meet them down the road. Yeah. And I'm just telling you, I'm just watching even the most mundane of games, which I think if you looked up games, you don't really want to watch if humanly possible, Vanderbilt and Hawaii would be on that list. And I was thrilled to death <laughs> to get it. It was I'm like the Eddie Murphy bit. And I think it was Raw where he said, you know, when you're starving and somebody throws you a cracker, it's the best cracker you've ever had. You're like, what is that, a Ritz? That's what it felt like watching Vandy and Hawaii. Like, is this a Ritz? This is delicious. But it really, really kind of isn't. I watched the most of the fourth quarter of Florida International versus Louisiana Tech <laughs> as if I was watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I have never the only I've only watched Jacksonville State one time, and again, that's no shot at Jacksonville State. I've just I'm a, I'm a Power Five guy, right? I'm an Alabama guy, Power Five guy. I watched Jacksonville State when they almost beat Auburn. They took them to overtime. They should have beaten them, right? But I I watched way too much of Utah State against Jacksonville State yesterday, like <laughs> an inordinate yeah. amount. You, you did watch it. UTEP versus Jacksonville State. You said Utah I said Utah State. State did that's how little but I that is, it. <laughs> it was that's how well, it was Alabama game week. It's Alabama game week, and exactly one year ago was Alabama game week, and Alabama was playing Utah State. That's right. I did. That's my fault. That's on me. I'm sorry about that. But I was just so happy to be there. You know, right. um, I, I just uh, I, I'm so excited. So I mean, Jimmy, what what are we going to learn this week? I mean, are we going to get? a quarterback decision this week? Are we going to get a, a one that's announced? And there's some people that say, um, hey, we don't need to announce a quarterback. Why give anybody any advantage? Look, if we were playing Texas Saturday, I'm, I'm on board with that. Right. But we're playing Middle Tennessee State. So I'm like, hey, whoever we want to announce as a starter, and I think it's going to be Jalen Milrow, and I'm thrilled to death for Jalen. Go get him, bro. I'm, I'm pro Jalen Milrow. Let's do it. But let's let's announce it for him because I think whoever it is, and and again I think it'll be Milro. I think it'll give him a shot in the arm. I think it'll give him like a little boost to say, "We believe in you. You're our guy. Let's go get him." In, if if again if we're playing Texas, I understand you can be coy about it and you can be like, "Yeah, don't know who it's going to be quite yet," even though the team might know. But it, if it's Middle Tennessee State, I say you say let's let's go with Jalen Milro. Let's let's get the, he's our starter and here we go. 
right? Oh, I, I'm I'm not against doing that. I would just say that Nick Saban's never done it before. This is not the first quarterback competition Alabama's had under Coach Saban, going all the way back to A.J. McCarron versus Phillip Sims in 2011, and then the three or four man race in 2016, eventually won by Jalen Hurts. Though, as many often forget, Blake Barnett started that USC game in 2016 before being replaced by Jalen about three series in. Nick Saban had no announcement. How about the most controversial quarterback competition of all time, perhaps, at Alabama, following the 2017 National Championship, the offseason of between Tua and Jalen Hurts? And uh, Nick Saban never made an announcement there either. They, I mean, Tua started the game uh, in 2018. Uh, Jalen then played a lot, and then Tua just sort of became the quarterback. I, I don't think Nick Saban's going to make an announcement just because he never has in the past, so I suppose he's not. But in terms of people thinking that might negatively affect the team or Jalen, I don't think so because the team knows, and the team knows because they did game prep for Middle Tennessee on Friday. Uh, I think they practiced Saturday as well. They're going to practice tomorrow, which is Monday as we record this. And when they look, when they practice, this is game prep. It's not fall camp. It's not about splitting reps. It's not about developing talent. It's about getting ready for Middle Tennessee. And there will be a Middle Tennessee scout team, the freshmen and the walk-ons that, that, that aren't on the travel squad. They make up the scout team. They'll be wearing Blue Raider jerseys at, uh, at practice and trying to simulate Middle Tennessee. And it will be completely obvious to the team who's taking most of those first team reps, the first reps and the most reps at quarterback uh, for the starters. Hey, if, if it's the quarterback and he's out there taking snaps from uh, Seth McLaughlin at center with Tyler Booker and Darren Dalcourt at guard and, and J.C. Latham at right tackle and, and Caden Proctor at left tackle, if the quarterback's behind that offensive line, then that's the quarterback that's starting the game Saturday against Middle Tennessee. So the team knows, Jalen knows. Uh, and I don't think Nick Saban's going to announce anything. And, and, and like you said, Luke, I think it's time for everybody to get behind Jalen. Doesn't mean he'll be the starter all season. It's just that he gets the first shot. And I think any Alabama fan should hope that whoever's earned the first shot uh, plays so well that it's never taken from them. I think that's the best-case scenario for Alabama. Uh, but that said, if Milrow doesn't play well, it's just like any other position on the field. If he doesn't play well, then the next guy up gets a shot. Now, that's an interesting discussion because I don't think as we sit here, we know for sure who that number two guy is. I've been pushing Ty Simpson this whole offseason. I'm not convinced that the number two quarterback to get a shot next Saturday won't be Tom, uh, Tyler Buckner, the Notre Dame transfer. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of leaning to, to believing that. But, uh, but we'll see. And uh, it's just time for everybody to get behind the starting quarterback. And, and I, I believe that's going to be uh, Milrow on Saturday against uh, – the Blue Raiders. Yeah, and again, hey, I just want whoever it is to start. And again, I believe it'll be Milrow because people, there's some folks who like, for whatever reason, think we're anti-Milrow. We are very pro-Milrow. We are for whoever is taking the snaps. We're just discussing the possibilities. I'm yeah, so pro-Milrow, I don't even know what to do. We have 85 guys. I'm not anti any of them. There's 85 guys. There have been very few Alabama players I don't like. There was one offensive lineman in the Mike Shula era who shall remain nameless. <laughs> no, he's not nameless to those who have listened to the show for a long time. He was but. a human turnstile. <laughs> and if you remember, my theory was I would rather play with 10 people because at least if we didn't have him on the field and we only played with 10, I think it would confuse the defense enough to be like, hey, 
why are, do they have this big gap right here in the line? And my other theory was that he was so bad for us that he actually propelled defenders into our quarterback as if he were like getting, you know, like when you circle the moon with a rocket and it sort of gives you a boost. Um, I, I felt like he sort of pushed him in there. But uh, that's neither here nor there. And we don't have any offensive linemen like that. We got old school offensive line now, and we're going to kick some booty on Saturday, and we're going to talk about that game a lot. We got to preview Middle Tennessee State. You know you can't keep me from previewing Middle Tennessee State. I'm going to be doing that all week. But right now, Jimmy, I've got to tell you about a new sponsor, Athletic Brewing Company. Athletic Brewing Company. Absolutely, truly appreciate their coming on board. Uh, love it whenever we get a new sponsor. Um, now is the time for your game changer of the week. And that's brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like, I'm going to say Jalen Milrow. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And that is huge. And I've had some of these and they do taste good. I love them. Um, I'm telling you, not every time... You want something that is alcoholic. So I love these. They're, they're perfect. They taste delicious. Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that taste good. I'm just telling you, they have, they're full of flavor. They're well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer. Their brews are great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. They really, really do. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. You want to go check out this website because they've got a lot to choose from at athleticbrewing.com. All all you got to do as a first-time customer is go use the code LOCKEDON, get 15% off your online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. I'm telling you, you're going to love this website. It's very cool, very well put together. It's athleticbrewing.com. Go check them out. Um, athletic, athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com. And uh, you're just going to love them. Uh, we love them. We appreciate them coming on. Uh, super, super company with a great idea. And uh, really, really, really appreciate them being a sponsor of all things Locked On now athleticbrewing.com promo code locked on. Jimmy, the rest of this week, we're going to be previewing all things Bama. But, you know, one thing I want to talk about now is uh, how some of our guys performed this weekend that are committed for later classes. I think the one I was – let me just start with the game I did. I got to call the uh, Thompson-Opelika game. And um, I was on TV. I've had some people tell me they saw me. I mean, somebody watched it besides my mama, and I appreciate that. Um, Got to see Trent Seaborn up close and personal. Let me tell you, his first quarter was not good. In fact, after the first quarter, it was 0-0. And it was kind of shocking because you felt like Thompson was going to come out and just really do well. Opelika was 5-5 and coming in this year. If you know anything about high school football in Alabama, you know Opelika is a very good program. But they've moved up to 7A, so 5-5 and and missing the playoffs – for the first time since 09. It isn't crazy, but I thought they'd have a nice big turnaround and motivation. So I was like, okay, 0-0, zero, zero, they're hanging with Thompson. Then Trent Seaborn got going. This ninth grader, this ninth grader who was MVP of the state championship game in 7A, he was MVP of the state championship game in 7A for a team that has now won four state championships in a row and played in five. 
And he won the MVP as an eighth grader. He's a ninth grader now. Um, dude's got a rocket. I mean, he can just sling that rock. I mean, whatever euphemism or cliche you want to use, frozen ropes, throwing darts, dropping it in from the uh, second floor like a loaf of bread, all that stuff, whatever. <clears throat> it's awesome. He is so good, Jimmy. I was so impressed. Uh, clearly, I thought he was the best player on the field. Anquan Fagans was was pretty good. They had another kid, I believe, Caleb Harris. Um, I'm not looking at everything right now. Defensive back, he had a sack and a pick, and he had some nice tackles for loss. He played really well. Um, but, boy, I'm telling you, Trent Seaborn, a ninth grader. Now, here's the other thing that was just some buzzing around the, the whole place at Crampton Bowl was perhaps he will be one of those that will, you know, eventually graduate early and maybe start early. So it may, he may not be a – I guess he's a 27 guy right now. He may be a 26 guy when everything's said and done. I don't know. Or maybe he's just 28 guy, whatever the math is. He's 27. Okay. Whatever the math is. Isn't that crazy sounding? He's high school class of 2027. And here's the other thing about Thompson really quickly. It's like the future, like some out of the Jetsons. It really is. Like, I don't, I don't like thinking about 28 because I would say there's a 20% chance. I'm not here in 2028. (laughs) Like just age, not something horrible's happened. Just Luke's gone. We're, um, we're defying medical science as is. <laughs> but no, <laughs> that's a good point. But Thompson, you know, the, the it dawned on me. Like, why is – how is Thompson so good? They lost a lot of starters. They lost Peter Woods. They lost a lot of big-time players, right? Oh, yeah. But, you know, when you go to the state championship every year, you play in 15 games every year, you're going to have several blowouts in there. So even the guys that aren't playing a lot are going to get to play a lot more than other teams who may not, might not make the playoffs and play 10 games. So in five years now, maybe in COVID, I don't know what they did as my, as my daughter calls me at the most inopportune time again, she is outside offensive lineman from the shore here that it finally tracked you down. But Thompson, I, I don't know what they did in COVID, but let's pretend they played 15 games. So, the last five years, they've always been in the state championship game. That's 75 games. If you haven't been to the playoffs, which is not crazy to say for a lot of teams, then you, at most you've played 50 games. So this program has played 25 more games than most programs in the state or you know, at least 20 more games than everybody in the state. So even when they're inexperienced, they're experienced. It's crazy because everybody was like, how are they still so good? Like they keep losing people. And they, when they come back, they're, they're just as good. Now, they don't have a Peter Woods this year. They don't have that dude. But they got dudes. And they got a, a sophomore wide receiver, uh, boy, Landrew, Landrow, Land something, whose name escapes me. He's about 6'3", fast, can catch, um, good player. Um, like a I, and um, just a shout-out to uh, Opelika, their quarterback, Roman Gagliano, Dude, I, I want to give you a standing ovation. That guy took licks. That guy took hits. That guy was getting beater, beaten and battered, and he was still making good throws. Now, he is not Trent Seaborn, but he is a really good player, and I wish him the best. I don't know where he's going. He's being recruited as a three-star. You know, UAB's looking at him, things like that. Wherever he goes, I'm put, you got a fan in me, bro. I'm telling you, I like Roman Gagliano a lot. He's just tough. Yeah, I'll say about Trent Seaborn. Who's the star of that show? No doubt. Um, and he might be the biggest star in, in high school football in Alabama, which is remarkable to say for a ninth grader. I mean, truly remarkable. 
the state of Alabama has produced a lot of great quarterbacks and just in my lifetime, and I know prior to that even more with the Kenny Stablers and Richard Todd's of the world, and there, there's many others, Bart Starr from Birmingham, uh, a, a lot of great quarterbacks. Um, I just know in my uh, rather lengthy lifetime now, uh, Trent Seaborn will likely prove to be the highest rated quarterback from the state of Alabama uh, since I've been keeping up with this in the 80s. So you're talking about a lot of five-star quarterbacks during that period of time, like Jameis Winston. All he did was win a Heisman Trophy. Brody Coyle was an outstanding in-state quarterback. Tyler Watts, very highly rated. Coming out of high school, Auburn's had a ton of success with in-state quarterbacks, too. Uh, Pat Sullivan won a Heisman Trophy, a quarterback from the state of Alabama. Um, again, that's a little bit before my time. But I'm just saying that in my time, kind of starting in the mid to late 80s, although so we're talking about a period of, of over 30 years, uh, Trent Seaborn's been probably the best quarterback prospect from the state of Alabama by the time he gets to his senior year of high school. Uh, he, he, he is quite remarkable. Not the biggest kid in the world. I think that size is to some extent an issue, but this is a new world where, I mean, look how small the first pick in the draft was last April. Uh, it is a new world in terms of size for quarterbacks. So I don't think size is a big problem with Trent, although, hey, you got you got to look for, for, for flaws, and he doesn't have many. Uh, you thought I was muted? I'm not counting that that as a mute. Don't count that. It was caught before the word. You didn't have a whole one word that was muted, so that's pretty. Doesn't count. That's like they want to call an illegal motion, but actually I was just shifting in the backfield, baby. Um, So, look, uh, you you were talking about Trent Seaborn, and he'll be so highly recruited. I mean, look, there's no doubt. And the other thing, and I I don't know what Alabama status with him is, and I hadn't – They've offered it. Dove into this? He's got a trip. Has an Alabama offer. Oh, I know. I'm going another direction. Philip Rivers' son apparently slung the ball all over the field the other night and kicked somebody. And he's also a ninth grader. So yeah, he's a 27 kid. Hey, and I've seen them both, and I'm not. Trent's ahead of where Gunner is, in my opinion, based on what I've seen from both. And I'm not. Gunner may be fantastic down the road. I think Gunner's still developmental. I think Trent's a guy you bet on right now i mean you know i mean uh, I, I think trent's like trent's headed to an elite program to be a quarterback i think gunner uh very well might be a guy like that he's certainly one to keep an eye on uh but he's like the vast like 99 percent of quarterback prospects in the country that age he's just got a lot of developing to do and obviously having an nfl dad as his coach uh, he's he's got a more advantage than most to say yeah. nothing of the dna coursing through his veins Jimmy, now I get to tell everybody about Game Time. Um, very happy for this new sponsor, too. Look, we got new sponsors everywhere. It's getting to be college football season. So sponsors jumping on board. We appreciate them so much. Um, look, buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful, even though it seems like it always is. Well, Game Time is here to help you. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, theater, whatever you want. They got the tickets. They got killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you're going to have. The Game Time app, so, so easy. 
There are a bunch of things that I love about game time. They've got these flash deals and last minute tickets. Those can save you a ton of money and, and get you in on the action. Easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, whatever you want to see. They have images of the seat views. That is crucial. I promise you. I've bought some tickets in the past from other places and my seats were terrible. I wish I had had seat views. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. They got all this stuff for you at game time. It's the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning for months in advance. Game time has deals on the tickets right up to the day of the event. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, okay, so I enjoyed the Thompson Opelika game, obviously, and Trent Seaborn is going to be a thing that we're all going to be talking about for quite some time. Um. But the, one of the – a few other games that I was super hyped about, I actually had the Sarah Land game on uh, against Lipscomb while I was calling the <laughs> Thompson game. I mean, I was cheating a little bit, but I don't care. I mean, I had to watch that. And uh, Ryan Williams, who was kind of quiet at first, and then he just is not quiet. He's just the best. He's just he's just fantastic. Um, if there's a way – and there's more chatter about his reclassification – potential for this year i hope that happens i would love to have him next year is he ready you know body wise i think he is but i mean could he put on some weight sure um but i love him i just think he's got a bunch of things you can't teach and uh, when when sarah land needed him to step up that's exactly what he did he showed off his speed several times and uh they were going against the lipscomb, lipscomb team that's very very good uh but i thought lipscomb's quarterback deuce knight who alabama is recruiting I, I just wasn't wow, Jimmy. I mean, I've seen him play better than this. Um, it looked like he, you know, it just wasn't his best game is all I can say. It's all, I tell anybody interested in evaluating high school football players and, 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 you know, trying to guess and determine, you know, what kind of player they will be at the next level. One of the things that starts with is who you're playing against. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the first things you have to take into consideration when watching these guys. And Ryan Williams didn't have one of his career nights although he was a huge reason Sarah Lamb won the game. Sarah Lamb won the game because Ryan Williams plays for Sarah Lamb and not for Lipscomb. That's, that's why Sarah Lamb won the game. Yet, even though, like I said, Ryan didn't have a career night with, it, with the national TV audience watching, it's who you're playing against. And not only is Lipscomb Academy an outstanding football team, a two-time Tennessee state championship, state champion, Lipscomb beat Thompson last season. Alabama's 7A state champion. Lipscomb beat them. Now Lipscomb's playing the 6A Alabama state champion. So this is a high-quality program. And the specific kid that was covering Ryan Williams all night is committed to Tennessee. Yeah, Caleb Beasley. Yeah, Beasley. He's, he's, he's going to play for Tennessee, and he's an older kid. And that, that's who's on Ryan Williams. And Ryan still had four catches for 100 yards, basically and made a, a player or two that won the game for, uh, for Sarah Lance. So I, I think Ryan was fantastic. I think KJ Lacey continues to be highly intriguing. Uh, KJ has a lot of tools. He also didn't have his best game, but look who he's playing against. But in terms of the tools as to why Texas wants KJ Lacey, why Alabama's interested in KJ Lacey, the tools were on display lightning quick release pretty accurate kid great athlete charismatic won the game uh 
great arm. Boy, he, he can. He, that's what improved to me. KJ Lacey from last year to this year, there's even more zip on that ball. He, he gets it out and it, it comes out pretty quick. So, and uh, how about Sarah Land Jr. defensive lineman Antonio Coleman, uh, already known to be a really good prospect with an Alabama offer. He was offered by Southern Cal this week. So Antonio Coleman's a big thing. He was virtually unblockable. I mean, every now and then Lipscomb would try to double him. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that Lipscomb has Division One prospects in their offensive line doubling Antonio Coleman. It didn't matter. Uh, boy, relentless, relentless. And uh, his recruitment will be interesting to watch. He's yet another 2025 kid on that loaded Sarah Land team. Yeah, uh, Turbo Rogers had a nice run for IMG Academy. I watched some of that game. David Stone, who uh, he committed somewhere else, I, don't even, I assume Oklahoma, but I didn't. Uh, even... I don't know that, but I know he was supposed to go to Oklahoma. But uh, he was incredible for IMG. I wish Alabama could have gotten him. But now, and I know you didn't. You said you didn't get to see this game. I was so excited too to watch Julian Sayan play for Carlsbad. I'm going to show you a couple of his highlights, Jimmy. Blown away is an understatement. Now, statistically, you're like, I would, you know, if you just look at the session, like there's not much there. He's like 163 yards, two touchdowns, and 63 yards passing. It's the passes he made, and they beat this team so badly. It was modern day, but not the modern day, modern day. San Diego modern day is lesser than LA modern day. Right. Well, let me show you these two highlights, and you tell me what you think about this kid. Okay, there they are. I don't know if you can hear us. I hope you, hey, jump, throws it up for jumping. It's good. That's uh, terrible play by play. Um, but then uh, here's a, here's another one. I really thought I'd have the sound with these. I don't know why I do, but here we go. Second and one. Sand, the pump. Oh, Sand, mm. escaping trouble, keeping the play alive. It's a first down for Julian Sand. Sand inside the 10. He's the number one dual threat quarterback in America for a reason. 13 yards. Watch the calmness and coolness under pressure. Put the ball away. Be careful. Ball security will be important on the next level. But right now, he's just a superior athlete in high school football. And he'll find that he'll have to adjust the way he plays in college. But right now, he's still in high school, and he's Superman on the field. Uh, You know, that's... That was Bryce Young escapability, but with speed. Bryce Young would have gotten out of the same thing, but he'd do it. He'd be like, what did he do? Just teleport? Julian saying you can see that he's got some wheels too. And that's what I loved about it. And then um, he had some other passes. The, the one pass that, that I showed you a highlight on that it had no volume for whatever reason. That was a beautiful pass. I'm going to show it again because I want people to see this, how well he throws this ball as he's falling backwards. And again, he steps back. He throws it beautifully. And what's really ironic is on this particular play that I'm Jimmy. I'm not kidding. Two seconds before the announcer was talking about how that particular receiver is like transferred from Texas to Carlsbad. He's like six four, super athlete, kind of lanky. But they were like, he hadn't. The coaches said he hasn't dropped a pass in practice or a game. He just never drops a pass. And then he throws that ball up. He tips it to himself and catches it. Uh, it tells you Julian Sayden knows uh, his teammates really well. He knows what to do, throw it up like that. He also had another beautiful uh, pass that I, I don't have. But uh, And here's one highlight from – believe you. I'm sorry? We believe you. <laughs> here's – would I lie? All right, here's a um, highlight from Rico Scott, too, that I really liked. I'm not sure if you play football. 
That's South Carolina. That's green. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Again, everybody can make highlights, you know, out of what they want. And, I mean, every time you show a highlight, everybody's impressed because that's why it's a highlight, right? But um, I th thought I saw some wheels on Rico Scott there. He looked pretty good. I think, you know, he's he's a little undervalued as a recruit. But um, overall, recruits did really well. Amari uh, Jefferson did very well. He played in Ireland. Did you in know Ireland. that he was in Ireland? I, I knew after the fact. I didn't know beforehand. And Amari is a great player, one of my favorites in this class. I think he's awesome. What blows me, again, it's just because I'm so old. But when I was in high school in Baldwin County and our sports teams had to play in Mobile, that was a trip. Like, yeah. they're going all the way across the bay. I mean, do they need a Greyhound? Is the school bus going to make it? Uh, and now you've got high school teams. Uh, you know, Peyton Woodyard played in Florida. He's from California. His California team flew to Florida to play. Now you got Amari Jefferson at the Baylor School in Chattanooga playing a high school football game in Ireland. Just crazy new world we're in. But one thing that hasn't changed, Luke, Alabama's still pretty good. Old world, new world, Alabama can still bowl. In all worlds, Jimmy, in all worlds. We'll be back tomorrow with more Locked on Bama. Thank you guys for uh, being with us. We appreciate it. We love talking about that. I love talking high school football. I can't, I'm so excited about it. But I love even more talking college football. And that's coming up this week, and we're going to be talking about a ton of it. So y'all go check out Game Time. Y'all go check out Athletic Brewing. Y'all check out Bird Dogs, all of our sponsors. We appreciate you guys so much. We will talk to you soon. Till then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.